It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Well, wow. What a, what a pleasure to connect with you, my friend. I've been following you for quite a while and your material is, is amazing. And it's uh, quite a pleasure to have you on the summit. And I just wanted to introduce you. Terry is a, has a PhD in natural medicine. He runs a Chinese medicine school and he's spoken all across North America on cancer. That's kind of his specialty is cancer. And he's a no nonsense guy. If you follow his stuff on social media, he's a no nonsense healer and uh, he's going to bring the heat today, I'm sure. So Terry, welcome to the show. <laughs> Ted, thank you so much for having me. Uh, gentlemen, nice to meet you all. Happy to be here, excited. So yeah, Ted, take it away, man. I'm excited to, uh, to drop some truth bombs on everyone here. Yeah, well, I, I mean, let's just start off. I'd really love to learn a little bit about your journey and your history, because I don't know it really at all either. So like, what was Terry like growing up and how did Terry become interested in natural health and what was that journey like for you? And, and if you could share um, maybe some of your struggles or who some of your mentors were and, uh, you know, how you became who you are today. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in small town Canada, uh, you know, played hockey, took all the nutrition classes, you know, took all the extra, you know, additives, electives or whatever in high school. Uh, we had nutrition experts or experts uh, on the hockey team, you know, so I thought I knew everything. I knew what the, I knew what the food pyramid, right? There was fats, there was proteins, there was carbs. I had everything in the bag. I, I knew all I needed to know about health and it didn't matter where the sugars came from you know if you wanted to eat uh you know candy on the way to the game hey that'll give you energy apparently um you know then i i came across a book from tony robbins that wasn't about health but he had several chapters about health and he just destroyed everything that i thought i knew about health right so i was reading this as a young man as a as a young student um but that book changed my life because he started destroying the food pyramid and destroying all the lies of the big industry. And I thought, oh my God, that's a huge lie. The doctors are in on it, the nurses are in on it, the teachers are in on it, the textbooks are in on it, the hockey trainers are in on it. Who's telling the truth? Like Tony had good evidence and I, uh, in his book and I also thought, God, would he risk his reputation on, on, on putting out nonsense? I'm like, of course he wouldn't. But I thought, ah, oh, you know what? I blindly trusted the establishment once, I gotta go verify this for myself. And of course, when I wanted to go verify what Tony was saying, he was absolutely correct. And I realized that the food pyramid, everything in it is all, all bogus, right? So that pissed me off. I thought, this, this is a huge lie. You know, that, that got me really, really into the truth. Like, I, w I wasn't attached to my beliefs. My identity wasn't attached to that stuff. So, you know, Tony always said, like, if you had a belief system, think of it as like four legs under a table and try hard to knock all four legs out. You know, if it's hold steady after that, then there's merit to it. You have it for a reason. Most people never go through that exercise. The table falls apart really quickly. And so I get really into health, right? And I'm telling the family like, oh, guys, you got to get this off the table and get this out of the cupboards. And I'm getting really excited. Then along comes two uncles who get, get cancer. One didn't really want to live. He was saying, you know, someone get me a milkshake. Um, you know, my parents are like, don't say anything. Uh, and then another one says, listen, I, I, I've been hearing you. you. You're saying the right things. I know that you're right. No one wants to hear it, but I know that you're right. So he pulls me aside and says, listen, I got, I got a cancer diagnosis and, you know, my aunt's finally happy. He's a Marian, right? A recent Marian. But she, that's the first time I ever saw her, like, really happy. And uh, so he pulls me aside and says, listen, I know that you're right about this, you know, but I think I feel like I got to go do a little bit of chemo to get this cancer under control. He's like, if I don't, if I don't do that, like, I, I got daughters and, and your aunt, all that stuff. Like, I, he said, well, let me ask you this question. He said, I know chemo, radiation, and surgery is wrong. It's all poison and you can't heal with poison. He said, but what would you do? If, if you didn't do chemo, radiation, surgery, I was like, oh, that was a tough question. That hit hard because I didn't have an answer for him. You know, I didn't grow up around naturopaths and chiropractors and homeopaths and Chinese medicine doctors. Like, I didn't grow up around that in my small town. I, I, I knew about physiotherapy. That was about the extent of it. Maybe the occasional chiropractor when you hurt your back in hockey, right? The, the end. Um, and so... All of a sudden, you know, Tony's playing in the back of my head. He's like, listen, someone else already solved this problem. The best way to learn anything is stand on the shoulders of giants. It's not going to school, right? And so I go down this path of standing on the shoulders of giants because I thought in my head, I said, what happens if my brother, my sister, my parents, my, I don't know, someone else close to me comes to me and says, listen, I have cancer and I don't want to do chemo. So, so what's the answer? And I realized if I don't have another answer for them, guess what they're going to go do? Now that uncle went in to get a little bit of chemo just to get the cancer under control, so the doctors told him, but he melted in his footprint and never left the hospital. 
you know, uh, you know, and I saw how that created pain decades later. Right. And I said, God damn, I gotta, I gotta do something about it. There's not enough modern people talking about this subject. Right. So, um, so that was my original passion. That's what originally got me into health. And so I don't want to belabor the point. The point was I, I started going to learn from chiropractors, Chinese medicine, doctors, old books, uh, chiropractors, Chinese medicine, chiropractors. I just went to go learn from everyone who was in the natural health space, anyone who was not drugging people, right? Um, anyone who was trying to heal and deal with root causes. And, and, and that's the best way to learn any subject. So, so uh, Terry, well, my name's Sinjin Larson, by the way. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you, Sinjin. <laughs> um, so that's great. Uh, thank you very much for sharing. So we're now at, in, in your field, like, so when someone comes to you with questions on, on cancer, like, do you take more of an integrative approach to it? Like, it depends on who, like, who they are, what type of cancer, like, what their lifestyles are, what type of body type they are. Like, do you kind of go into all this or do you kind of stick to a, a certain method that you know has been working for a lot of people like the Gerson therapy or other different types of therapies that can have been helping a lot of people in different areas or do you kind of like, I guess, how is your approach to it for anyone? Yeah. And sorry, I hope my lighting's okay. I'm in a hotel room here. So I just set up a little makeshift thing quick, but, um, uh, and there's no light outside right here where we are. It's pretty dark, but, um, Here's the thing. Most of the most of the fundamental principles apply to everybody, right? Because everyone wants to believe they're really individual and unique and special and all that stuff. But I always remind people that it, where your health is at currently is very individualized. But all the fundamental principles apply to everybody. Does clean water apply to everybody? Yes. Does the need for clean air apply to everyone? Yes. Do we all get poisoned by chemicals? Absolutely. Do we react differently? Yes, we react differently based on how our internal environment is currently, but we all get poisoned by chemicals across the board. It's like, there's no such thing as someone who doesn't get damaged by a vaccine. I mean, that's not possible. Some people show the, symptom, the symptoms outwardly, but it doesn't mean that brain damage isn't happening in every single instance. You know, this has already been well-documented. So, so we all react to poisons, you know, and, and I remind people from a digestive anatomy standpoint take the camera walk down there and go all the way out to the exit and you're going to see that everybody is identical this whole there's 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 people who try to get rich selling people bullshit that that you know is this diet for me and this diet for me and conveniently everyone's blood type is wink wink exactly the diet that they want right it it, it doesn't hold any friggin weight you know fruits and vegetables have like to keep it simple fruits and vegetables have been the health foods for humans for thousands of years and guess what's going to happen thousands of years from now that's still going to remain true right and herbal medicine has got this incredible unspeakable it's it, it's hard to even language how symbiotic we are with those herbs like nature provided these medicines and i know it for a fact because i do a lot of chinese medicine with animals also and they respond the exact same way it's like textbook it's like as long as i can figure out what's really going on with the animal the same herb that benefits me and benefits you sinjin is definitely going to benefit the animal and i watch it all the time and you can't say placebo effect my cat does not understand what the hell i'm doing or my dog doesn't understand what the hell I'm doing. He just knows that I put something in his food and I'm trying to help him. Like, I think they are, they're intelligent enough to suss that out, but he doesn't know that I put a kidney remedy versus a lung remedy in there. Like, there's no way that they know that and they respond incredibly well, right? So, um, and so I always believe in individualizing the approach uh, to a degree, but the fundamentals just never change. Does that make sense? Right. And so if I find out that you've got kidney problems, like, well, then I'm going to go to work on your kidney specifically. And in Chinese medicine, well, we see those as, as, as actually both kidneys as separate organ systems to a degree. I'm going to go find out where your real weaknesses are and go deal with those for sure. Um, that's that's like the herbal part of it. But if we want to talk about diet. I could talk for you know, hours and hours and hours about distinctions and they do matter. They are important, but all roads are going to lead back to fruits and vegetables are the health foods for humans. And nobody is an exception from that case, no matter what story they want to invent. Right. <laughs> and people have, have invented all kinds of stories, you know, and I get in these debates with people and I, sh I do these videos and I break down anatomical structures and I bring in science and it's like, no, it's always true. That which is true is always true. So, um, anyway, I hope that answers your question to a degree, but feel free to, to chime in if you want to pry deeper on that. Yeah. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, well, since you brought it up, I think um, a lot of people watching who have pets, and coincidentally, I have pets, um, 
they would probably want like a better resource than the traditional veterinary uh, approach where it's like a lot of chemicals and things like that. And since you brought it up, is there any good recommended uh, sources of information so people can educate themselves so they can better take care of their little fur babies? Yeah, you know, I, I, here's, the, here's the thing. So I learned a lot of it because I wrote the forward to the book for three animal naturopaths who are friends of mine, and I'm friends with several others. Um, and, you know, we, we've had lots of lengthy discussions over the years about the pros and cons and what's right and what's true and what's not. You know, like the, there, there are now people on the Internet saying that dogs are omnivores. No, they're not. The, a, a, a wolf foraging for berries, which they see as medicine in the absence of another food source, doesn't make someone not a carnivore, much like if a chimpanzee, when food is scarce, forages less than 1% of their diet of something that was, you know, considered, let's say, low-hanging fruit. Like an animal lives in the wild in survival all the time. They don't have refrigeration, freezers, canning. Um, they don't have those things. So in survival mode, you'll do the odd thing here and there to survive. You're in survival mode. But that doesn't make them omnivores in any shape, way, or form. Right? So the first thing I want everyone to understand, if you've got a cat or a dog at home, they are obligate carnivores. No other, no other argument holds way. So the first and best thing you can do is to give them species-appropriate food. And the, the next best thing you can do, of course, which no vet in the world will tell you because they're lunatics, there's nothing worse in the world for an animal than a vet. The vets cause more harm to animals than any, like, is it, there's nothing, else, everything else in the world com combined wouldn't even come close to the harm that vets are doing to animals. If, if a giraffe doesn't need a vaccine, your damn cat doesn't need the damn vaccine. Like, people, wake the fuck up. Like, where do you think this happens in nature? What do you think nature intended? Like, this doesn't make an ounce of sense, right? But animals also were not meant to drink tap water, right? They're, they're just not. So you're, you are either the filter or you have a filter. The same goes for your air, your water, for anything else, right? So like we sleep on a chemical-free bed and we have lots of air and water filters because I don't want to be the filter. But I would do the same for my pets even if I didn't care about it for myself because I think that we have a, for all the great gifts they give us, we have a moral obligation to give that back to them. Um, and so once you establish that, you know, and there's some great people who teach this in depth. I mean, I have a mini course and uh, Kim Bloomer used to run a school. So that's what, where I would have directed you, but that school's no more. But uh, I do have a mini course on my website. It's, just, it's designed to make it, you know, easy on people, but explain the details because it, most humans don't know how to take care of their own species. And so it's very arrogant of humans to think that we're going to adopt and be responsible for another life of another species and not learn how to take care of them properly when we don't even learn how to take care of ourselves properly. Like to me, that's just insane. Uh, and then from there, trust me, I've tried homeopathic medicine. I've tried all kinds of North American, South American, Central American. I've tried herbalism from around the world, Ayurvedic herbs. I've tried all of them with the animals. The best thing that works by such a long shot is Chinese medicine. It's, there's, there's not, it's an insult to, Chinese, to all the work that Chinese medicine's done for 5,000 years. And I wish I knew this when I was 20 years ago. I've only been studying this in my last five or so, no, it's more, more than five years now, but uh, where I've been studying it intensely. But, you know, that later chapter of my naturopathic life is when I've been really focused on Chinese medicine. I didn't realize you, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> um, the only challenge with Chinese medicine and animals is it's tricky. The same diagnostic stuff that you do with humans is very tricky with um, when it comes to pets. But my suggestion is to find someone who knows even the basics and get pointed in the right direction. And, and my last statement on that is anything you do that is not drug based is a good step in the right direction. Right. Drugs. Drugs are documented, well-known poisons. You can't call them anything else. They're well-known, documented poisons. And no human or species of any kind has ever healed anything on planet Earth with poison. A vaccine is a vial of the who's who's list of known documented poisons. You cannot inject poison and expect anything other than one outcome. There's only one outcome to poison, right? It looks a little different symptomatically, but there only is ever one outcome to poison. So stop cutting off their fingernails, stop cutting off their tail, stop cutting off their testicles, stop, stop it. Stop harming them. Animals should die intact just like humans would. You wouldn't want someone to cut your testicles off. Why the hell would we go and do it to them? And there are lots of other much more humane ways and intelligent ways to get around this whole, you know, what humans would call overbreeding. But listen, that whole problem of too many animals, too many cats and dogs and, and all that stuff, that was started by humans. This was a human problem. Um, but anyway, remember that that is a lion living in your house and that is a wolf living in your house. 
You can slice it up any way you want. They are anatomically identical. They have the digestive anatomy and every other anatomical part of obligate carnivores. You live with a wolf and you live with a lion and go to a lion sanctuary, watch the behavior, watch your domestic house cat and watch, they flare their elbows the same way. Their every move is identical and they both like cardboard boxes. See, that's proof. If that's not proof for you, I don't know what is. Does that make sense, Matt? Do, I can add if you have questions, but. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you mentioned those three books. I mean, if, if you know off the top of your head, or maybe you can just email those recommendations that you wrote the forwards to um, yeah. that are about animals, that would be like the, the best thing. Sure, I could send those over. Yeah, yeah, that'd okay. be great. Thank yeah, you. great reasons, good starting points, right? Uh, and then I got, you know, like I said, a mini course on my website, buy it or don't buy it. It's, it's not a big deal to me. I, I did that one because I love animals. I just want to see them be treated right because I value these guys so much, you know? Yeah, I so appreciate great. that. I, I love your answer, man. I, this, you're just a, a ball of energy. I love that. I mean, it must be early where you are, and I know you're traveling, so I appreciate uh, all the stuff you're sharing with us this morning. I just, I would love to stay on the subject of diet for a second because it fascinates me. Because you know, it's like I've done a lot of research, and so have these guys about what's the proper diet. You know, what should we be eating? And uh, you know, I read the blue zones and people from different regions are eating different things and living a long life, and it seems like there's a common thread, right? With fruits and vegetables, but there's this whole conversation around meat and the carnivore diet and everybody's trying to figure out how to eat. And it's like, you know, what is the right way to fuel this body? And uh, do you have any comment about like bio-individual diets or is it basically one size fits all in your mind? Yeah, well, we can get into a lot of depth and I've done lots and lots of videos and interviews and, you know, I've been referenced and quoted and a lot of these things, uh, try and keep it simple because I know you probably want to touch on other subjects. My first thing is this, this whole, this whole notion of, of our ancestors and what our ancestors did, this whole, this whole bastardization of anthropological evidence is such bullshit. This is, this is made by the meat and dairy industry, right, to, to pimp more stuff to you. Um, so let me, let me say it really, really frank for you because I want people to imagine it. Because when you don't want to believe something, you tend to gloss over the evidence and, and make excuses for the evidence and, and, and invent justifications for the evidence. And, and this long cycle perpetuates, right? Uh, but we're told, uh, even though, by the way, in 1956, published in the cover of the New York Times, an anthropologist said that there was no evidence of any other food on human teeth for millions of years outside of fruits and vegetables. But anyway, let's forget that, let's forget that piece of evidence because everyone forgets that they didn't read that one. But let's just go back and say, okay, Here's what they want you to be. You, they want me to believe that me, little human, went out into the woods, right? By the way, humans forget. Like, okay, it wasn't that long ago when humans got weapons, okay? And pre-weapons, the forest was full of millions of carnivores. Millions and millions of lots of different carnivores that are all extinct now, thanks to asshole humans. They're all extinct now. Um, but when that wasn't true, before that happened, the forest was full of carnivores, right? Millions of them. So they want you to believe that us little humans just trotted out into the jungle. We went and killed a 2,000-pound animal, what, with our bare hands? Or, no, better yet, or with, with a branch uh, with a fucking rock tied to it, um, you know, It was uh, too good of a response. Let's freeze Zoom. Let's see if he comes back. What uh, string? I don't know. Uh, could you guys still hear me? My screen was frozen for a second. We, we, we just, lost you, you just for kind of, a second. Yeah, we lost you for a second, but you're back. I'm good? Okay. So they want you to believe, right, that you went out in the woods with a, with a branch uh, and a fucking rock tied to it uh, with a string, which I'm not sure where you would have got that anyway, uh, tied to it, and, and, and you, you killed this cow which is against human nature anyway but uh and, and then you you grab this animal and you you know started dragging it out of the woods to load on the back of your pickup truck wink wink is anyone thinking <laughs> and then we're going to go on the assumption that the hyenas and the lions and all of the other scavengers and the cheetahs and the bears and all these big hungry carnivores just watched you walk away with their lunch are we thinking yet? Uh, load, load it up on the back of your picture. How, how, the, how the hell do you think that happened? And anyone who doubts that, let's take it back into a more modern example because it's, it's still very simple. I'm, 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 imagine if you think I'm wrong about this, well, let's, go, let's get you down to a lion sanctuary. I know of a few. We'll get you down to a big cat sanctuary. You can kill any animal of your choosing with any weapon of your choosing. And I want to see you leave the lion's den with their lunch. 
And you are soon going to figure out very quickly what your ancestors definitely did not do, and hence why Dr. Sussman wrote a book called Man the Hunted, because we are small and we, you, can't outrun, you can't outrun a little poodle in your yard. What the hell are we talking about? Like you can't, you can't do it. A chihuahua can run faster than humans. <laughs> Have you ever tried to like wrestle with a cat and get outsmarted by them? You're petting them all gentle and they're slaying all calm and they bat you upside the head before you could even see the paw swing. You know, <laughs> like, like what? I thought we were buddies. What happened there? Look, we are so weak and slow, and like our, our finger, these brittle, brittle fingernails. Like people, and then people say, "Well, I only eat seafood," and I say, "Okay, here we go again." Uh, I like. I'll give you a billion dollars, a billion dollars, and a billion tries. We all want to watch you strip down naked, jump into the ocean, and catch me can tuna. Good luck. You know, or, or, or was it that we were down with the bears when there used to be lots of bears at the raging river stream and we just stood side by side and caught fish the same way they did and competed with them for their food and ate it the same way they did? Like how many, how many hints from nature do we need? Here's another great hint from nature. Um, restaurateurs and caterers around the world under nonstop harassment. And there's an endless stream of rules about where you store the chicken, how you store the chicken, what temperature you store the chicken, that what you don't store broccoli under the chicken, that's a no, no, you know, change the cutting board, wash the knife, disinfect the counter, disinfect the thing, how long did you cook the chicken, how long did it stay at that temperature, how long did it sit at that temperature, how long did it, and, and on and on. Why? Lean in everyone, it's really simple. So this is profound, oh, it's so, it's really hard to grasp. Because eating chicken is lethal to humans. That's why. It is lethal to humans. There are more people who died of chicken poisoning than there is of any fake virus. Uh, I can guarantee you that shit. All right, so you know, eating chicken is lethal to humans. You have to go 58 steps to eat it, you know? And, and, and we all saw Rocky Balboa try and catch the chicken, heavyweight champion of the world, confined space, unnatural environment for the chicken, can't catch the chicken. My cat, on the other hand, wink, wink, if he wants to catch a chicken, he can. And he eats it like a carnivore, which you bite through the trachea, you eat a shit ton of fur, you eat the bones, bones are absolutely necessary for a carnivore's health. They eat all the nasty bits inside, a shit ton of fur, did I mention that? The eyeballs, the talons, the beak, the feathers, the, all this stuff, and they lick their chops and they walk away. Why? Because they produce uricase. Carnivores and true omnivores produce uricase. You need uricase. It is necessary to digest animal flesh, digestion, and consumption. Someone says, well, you don't understand my blood type. I'm so unique. My great-grandpappy ate so much bacon. So therefore, I'm a carnivore. And I say, you show me evidence that you produce uricase and that you do not produce pitalis and I will eat all the humble pie in the world. I'll write you a big check and I'll stand up on the biggest stages of the world and tell you I was wrong. And no one's come to collect the check. You want to know why? Because nobody produces uricase and no human does not produce pitalin, which is the enzyme necessary and essential and designed for fruit digestion and consumption. And by the way, humans have been classified as frugivores, not omnivores, ever since species classification began that's never been contested. We are only omnivores by cultural customs and nothing more, and yet we've got these big platform best-selling doctors and documentaries telling us that some of them are saying, okay, it's, it's the plant-based diet, the evidence is obvious. We need to be on the all-bean diet, they say. And I say, well, wait a second, wait a second. That doesn't make an ounce of sense. Six raw kidney beans, I mean six of them, will kill the biggest NFL player in the world. One bag of raw kidney beans will kill the, everybody in the Super Bowl. It's fascinating. It, 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 a bag of kidney beans will kill everyone in the Super Bowl, and we're to believe that we should be on the bean-centric diet. Oh, you know, it doesn't make an ounce of sense. Clearly not what nature intended. What about, like, I don't – we can spend as much time on this as we want, but I'm just curious because I've heard reports of, of clients that have, like, they're full vegan – and they, they basically hit a point of even, I follow Dr. Robert Kusar, who went full vegan for like 10, 15 years. And he took it, he used to, I watch his YouTube channels, I studied with his stuff, and he was like, basically saying the same thing you're saying right now. And then he kind of hit a point where he was wasting away and he, he cycled back in some animal products and he basically started feeling way better. And uh, he's put on a bunch of muscle and he feels like he's got a sidestep or step back to the whole vegan for everybody dialogue. So uh, do you want to address that at all or, or add your two yeah. cents to that? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's very simple. I mean, I've seen lots of people come to me and say, tell me this exact same story. And I would say, send me your food journal. 
Like, well, what? No, 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 I eat pretty good. No, 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 that's not what I asked you. 400 pound people tell me they eat pretty good too. Send me your food journal. <laughs> but, 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 no, but, 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 let's see the food journal, right? Because what you, you find all the time, because the most people who, who do this conversion are in the raw food movement, right? by the way. So the most extreme of the vegan camp are the ones who go the other way. And you know why? When you analyze their diet, they are on the nut and seed diet. 85% of their diet is in fat. Right, the primates only eat 3% of their diet and anything overtly fatty, anything. Right? So these people eat enormous amounts of nuts and seeds and avocados and nut butters and, and vegan brownies and black beans. And right, they start to eat all kinds, of, all kinds of stuff that's unnatural. And you take a look at their diet and there's really hardly any fruits and vegetables into their diet, right? And you start to say, wait a second. Okay, if you ever challenge it and they go on a predominantly fruit-based diet, because by the way, most of the primates aren't eating the veggies or the things that we call veggies in our society. That's not, that's not even in their diet, um, right? And so you go back to a truly natural diet, uh, and then you realize they feel great. The other thing that happens, too, is when you're eating fruits and vegetables, there is a calorie density issue here, right? So if you're eating only watermelon, that's going to be great for a while, but eventually, you know, there's not really any calories in there. If you're chowing down on the leafy greens and you know, bell peppers and stuff, they're wonderful for you. There's a million worse things you could be eating, but are they calorie dense? And the answer is no. And what most people do is they're either on the rabbit food diet, which eh, you're not a rabbit, uh, you are a primate. Uh, we know this anatomically. Like, listen, if, if, I, if I zoom into a chimpanzee's dental structure, I cannot tell the difference between his dental structure and mine. If you eliminate all of the facial features, and if you take the camera and go down the digestive tract, you can't tell the difference of which system you're in. And all of them eat the identical diet. Cows have significantly more blood types than humans do, and they all eat the same species appropriate diet, right? As humans always going back to trying to justify what they want to be true. Listen, I want to eat pizza guilt-free as much as anybody else, right? But then there's, that's me being objective versus me being emotional and subjective, right? So I, I can invent justifications for anything. Like anyway, I grew up in a meat and potatoes household, right? So I'm talking with a naturopathic vet. So one time I go into her, we get a vaccine exemption. So we go see her and uh, she says, oh my God, I learned so much more about animals that, that, than, I, than I could ever teach you. And you teach me so much more about Chinese medicine. Like I know the basics, but I, so I never charge you full price. Can we make a deal today on humans? I said, sure. She says, well, my friend gave me the blood type diet and this diet and that diet and this book and that thing. And I'm reading all these different people online. I gained some extra weight after pregnancy. How do I get rid of it? She goes, please shed some light and some confusion for me. I said, all right, Chris, let me ask you a diet. If I, if I brought a crocodile into you, would you run blood types on it before you prescribe the diet? She's like, what? Are you on? What? No, that's ridiculous. I'm like, well, what if I brought you a bear? Would you start running genetic testing to find out well, you know, what kind of diet that should be? Like, what? No, that's absurd. So what about a goat? What about a snake? What about a cat or a dog? Or, and, and she's like, no. I'm like, well, you seem so certain, right? You studied comparative anatomy before, right? That's what vets do in school. They study comparative anatomy. I said, so you understand digestive anatomy and anatomical design, right? She says, yeah. And she, I said, well, what, who do we most closely resemble? She's like, oh. I said, well, well, first of all, I said, what, what, what's the, what was the answer for why you wouldn't run tests on the crocodile? She's like, well, I feed them all a species appropriate diet. I said, well, then why the hell do you think it'd be different for your species? What kind of bullshit is that? And she's like, oh my God, I never heard anyone just say it so simple. It makes so much sense. I said, well, and I asked her, you know, who do you most, she goes, well, the chimpanzee. She goes, but the irony is I've been told my whole life. Not again. Come on. <laughs> What's the irony? Percent, same DNA, closest living relative, blah, 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 all that. Well, then why do you, if every human produces by talent, the same pH stomach acid, the same salivary enzymes, the same salivary, um, you know, pH, if we all produce exactly that, how do we arrive at the conclusion that we all need something unique? Well, that, I mean, you break it down very simply. Um, that's what I love about your content. It's very much straight to the point. And uh, why don't we shift gears a little bit? I know you're sure. on the road. Um, and obviously what we're dealing with in the world, it's a global thing. And I know there's a lot of protests going on around the world today. And uh, why don't we talk a little bit about what's going on right now? I mean, obviously, this is what brought forth the summit, right? Is basically I want to share this content with as many people as humanly possible. And I want to do my part to, uh, 
you know, have the dialogue being about an alternative to what everybody's hearing in the mainstream. And I think that what really brought up, you know, what you're talking about for me is like, you're talking about like, it's just simple. Like, is a caribou lacking in a vaccine? Is a caribou getting sick from a virus? Is like, you know, what is it, what is our natural tendency? And like, why can't we just all uh, find some harmonious uh, synergy with our environment and just live in nature, live in our, in our natural way of being. And it's like, I, I just, I'm curious to hear your comment about like the germ theory versus the terrain theory, the whole, like I hear even people I respect are talking about, you know, like you might get this virus and you need to do this, this, and this. And then I hear people like yourself and it's like, there is no virus. And I've, um, you know, I've got my own conclusions, but we're just in an inquiry, right? Like, let's talk about, you know, what is the truth from your perspective? And also, obviously you're moving. So if you want to talk about, you know, what it is that you see maybe happening and why you chose, if you want to address like your move and what you're up to. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with Novid. Um, I mean, this, this thing pisses me off because, you know, listen, this has already been proven in the Ger German Supreme Court. There's a guy who used to be a virologist who eventually said, I no longer call myself a virologist. And many of my colleagues have done the same after I presented the proper evidence to them that everything they were taught in school is not true. Now, he defended this in court. Um, and, and of course, he won. He defended in Supreme Court. He won. That you you see that this can't this this can't be won. There are many people who put out rewards and offers. Even at the beginning of this Novit thing, there was a two million dollars in gold reward for anyone who could provide real substantial proof that the virus exists. And there are many other people who put out similar rewards. And of course, no one claims those rewards. And because there is no virus, everything we've been taught about viruses is are, are actually exosomes. They're excretions from within, right? But we forget so many things, right? So during, during, right around the time of the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, which everything about that story is a complete fabrication and lie, um, but there were the, at the Boston Health Department, they were, they were trying really hard in their experiments to make other people get sick via contagion. Right. And, and there is people, people, you sound crazy when you say it, but there's no evidence for contagion in existence. Like people don't want to accept that, that all health problems are born from within. It is a responsible problem. Right. The flu season. Sorry, let me, let me come back to that. Let me finish the Boston health story. They were taking secretions from really sick people, the snot, the saliva, like all kinds of nasty stuff, and then trying to inject it into healthy people to try and make them sick. And they were really trying hard, doing lots of gross stuff. And they couldn't make one single person sick, right? And then they did it with animals and the same thing happened. They couldn't make anybody sick. They couldn't prove contagion in the deadliest flu of all time, um, whatever bullshit. And they're taking literal secretions and injecting them into people and they couldn't make somebody sick. And still to this day, if you go spend some time on PubMed, go find real good studies on contagion. They don't exist. I've looked, Kaufman's looked, lots of other doctors have looked. No one can find any. No one can find any of them. And so contagion's not even real. The virus is not real. And they say, well, well, what are they testing for? Well, they're using the PCR test. The founder of the test said you should never use this as diagnostic criteria. That is lunacy. That is a, a, a total, it's total lunacy. It's an abuse uh, of the technology. It's only used to set up a narrative. And then people say, okay, well, my friend or my great cousin tested positive. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. Um, I think it was the Norwegian Health Department recently put out a thing. They admitted that 14 out of 15 of the test results were fake. There were false positives, didn't count. 15, 14 out of 15 people who tested positive didn't have it. What they didn't know, wink, wink, is that there's no way to verify that the 15th person has it. People are like, what, what do you mean? There are no other tests. So if you're suspected of having a positive test with the PCR test, there's no other test we can go grab and retest you again to confirm that you actually have it. And that's why the CDC is playing the game. Well, if you're suspected of having, well, if you, anyone who dies with a fever or a sniffle has it, just mark them down as an assumption for an OVID. 
you know, listen, if the virus was real, you wouldn't have to do any of those games. Does the conversation have to go any further? The CDC would not be doing going on assumptions and loosey-goosey weird definitions and changing it constantly and changing the name. You know, first it was the coronavirus, then it was COVID-19, then it was NSARS-CoV-2, and then it's constantly playing games and constantly changing the definition and go look up the symptoms. Tell me if any one of those symptoms are truly distinct and unique to this thing. They all sound like the common cold. The common cold is not something you catch either. People say, I caught a cold. No, you didn't. I caught the flu. No, you didn't. That's not possible. Flu season happens the same time of the year because that's when vitamin D precipitably declines. The sunshine goes away. And then Halloween starts. And then it's corporate Christmas parties. And then it's family Christmas parties, right? And there's this body abuse of drinking and sugar and eating and bad. And you just basically filled your barrel up full of acid if you want to keep a very simple explanation and now it's starting to overflow you know it's starting to overflow out of your sinus and out of your stuff and your vitamin d is low so your immune system's not working right like if this was about health they would be saying listen everyone eat more fruits and vegetables everyone socially distance yourself from all of the toxic processed foods and dead animals on the shelf people get outside and get some sunshine people start exercising get your ass off the couch no what are they doing they're they're driving netflix sales up smoke shops have had to record sales, drug stores have had record sales, liquor stores have had record sales, health food stores have been closed, gyms have been closed, hiking trails have been shut off, vitamin C, S-E-A, and vitamin D have both been made illegal at the beach, but this is about health, and they need all these fuzzy definitions. Here's the thing. In the beginning, right, when this whole thing started, there's PubMed study coming out, coming out, coming out, a whole bunch of them. I'm, what, what, what's, what's, this, what's this coronavirus bullshit about? And if you go read in the study somewhere, they all said, well, in fairness, we've never tested this virus against Cox postulates, the gold standard, any, you know, we're just going on the same assumptions that the media has been feeding us. So even the researchers were going on bullshit assumptions and admitting in their doc, in their published documents, yeah, we, we've never isolated the virus at all. No one's ever isolated the virus at all. And so you think to yourself, like, oh, what other agendas are at play in that case, right? Little too convenient. The global financial resets coming, ID 2020, Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030. We're seeing all of this become mainstream conversation now, right? They need to collapse the U.S. dollar. They must destroy the U.S. economy. Um, they wanted to bring it. They want to destroy the global reserve currency, and they had all these plans. Like Christine Lagarde, the head of the IMF, comes out um, recently, 18 or 19, and says, we're pretty much going to have to grind the global economy to a halt in some way if we want to hit the reset button on this and make sure that all the infrastructure technology works wise, right? We need an event to do that. Oh, oh, you mean like, oh, where else did we hear this? Oh, yeah, George Bush was saying we need a new Pearl Harbor in 2000 for them to justify a bunch of wars they wanted. And the first comment at 9-11, wink, wink, when the plane hit the tower, they come out and say, oh, my God, this is like our Pearl Harbor. Oh, you mean the exact same language from the document you created in 2000 that said that you needed an event like this? You mean just like one of those? And you see all this coincidence. I'm not a coincidence theorist. You can't convince me of that. I need evidence. There's, there's just, and, and there's way too much evidence to see that this is just a, a shady, nefarious plan. The patents for the coronavirus were made a long time ago. This whole scenario is in all kinds of cartoons, all kinds of sitcoms, all kinds of TV shows, all kinds of movies, everything we're seeing right now. You'll go read the 2010 Rockefeller lockstep report and every single step we are seeing is playing out almost to the day and you say, Ah, oh, it's probably just a coincidence. Yeah, probably. But there is no virus. There's no evidence of a virus. There still is no evidence to this day. And no one can produce it and no one will produce it. But here's the thing. There's a psychological law called the law of bamboozle. That's what I call it. Uh, once someone's been bamboozled by something, they don't want to see any evidence to admit that they've been had. You, got, you, got, you totally got duped. You got had. You know, and I've talked to MDs about this, and I sent them evidence, right? And, and there are PubMed studies right now, 2020, like that came out in like June or July, where they tried again, like the Boston Health Department, they, they tried hard to get a sick person to infect people. Zero out of 500 people were infected, right? Zero. None of the kids have any viruses. There's no deaths. None of them are spreading it. Now they're changing the narrative, of course, because it suits them, because they want to push the vaccine on these poor kids. Um, but none of this stuff was true. So if no one's contagious, what the hell are we being told to wear muzzles for? 
because that's what it is, and washing the hands and social, social, there's no evidence for social distancing. And you, and you distance six feet in this country, three feet in that country, and four and a half feet in this country. Riddle me that shit. Tell me where the science is for that. Like, there is none, but science on this particular virus showed that z contagion rate was 0%. Right. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that Dr. Fauci can't find these studies. Right. That's not like I'm sitting around all day long on pub. I spend a lot of time on PubMed and I'm normal amount compared to normal humans. But I'm not sitting there all day long. These are studies that are easy to find. And the mask thing, you go look at the mask. There's no positive evidence for mask use whatsoever. In fact, even in big meta-analysis studies done, even in surgical environments, the mask contributed harm to both the patient and the surgical team. There was no benefit of any kind. If it doesn't benefit you in surgery, it sure as hell doesn't bet you, benefit you hiking up a damn mountain out, in, out by yourself. And, we, and now we see people walking up and down the mountains, right? You go for a hike and they're like veering off 10 feet off to the left, like, uh, and they got a muzzle on in 100 degree weather. You know, like the world has gone insane. I can't handle it. Uh, I, I can go further if you want on that. I, that's my little fired up tirade on it. I can dig deeper if you want, but I mean, uh, hopefully that made a bit of the point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the, where, where it really started like hitting me is I, I grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania in the Allegheny National Forest. So I have friends back there right now I'm in Florida and in southwest Florida, there's a pretty high population, not as high as it could be, but obviously there's a lot of people, especially now moving down here. But um, I had friends camping out in the Allegheny National Forest back in, I think, um, April or May or something right that like kind of in that time area before they before it was like the two-week basically lockdown of everywhere in the U.S. and uh, they got kicked out of the forest there's nobody in the forest like there's absolutely nobody there and they they had a ranger or somebody come out there and say you can't you guys can't be here we can't have any so so basically instead of social distancing what you want us to do where we can go out in the woods and be on our own you want us to go back in to into the town where all the people are and that just like blew my mind i was like okay what is going on here where we can't okay the, you want us to social distance and and get away from all the people that are causing all these germs and the virus spreading but when you go out in the woods away from people you're not allowed to do that i don't know that's just that's where it really started hitting me i was like this is absolutely insane right and, and you know and now we're told that this is stay safe right is all the messaging Stay safe. I want you to breathe in a lethal gas, which carbon uh, dioxide is. Your carbon dioxide is your, bo your body only has four ways to eliminate waste, right? And carbon dioxide is a well-documented lethal gas. This is a common problem used by occupational health and safety to go measure work environments to make sure that those gas levels are, are not high because any exposure can cause serious problems. So we're told that we need to breathe in more of a lethal gas and less of the oxygen, which is necessary for human survival, right? We've seen that this is about health, right? And then you said like they made hiking, time in nature, vitamin D, vitamin SEA, illegal, uh, the health food stores were closed. The gyms are closed. And they said, well, it's, it's the air conditioning we're not sure about in, in, in the gyms. Oh, you mean the same, the same air conditioning they're using over at Walls, uh, Lowe's and Walmart? You mean, you mean that one? You mean that, that air conditioning? You want me to believe that shit? How stupid are people? Like, people are, and then you got people going into smoke shops concerned about their respiratory health, wearing these big Darth Vader's masks on. I'm thinking, you fucking idiot. What are you? You're concerned about your respiratory health. You're going into a smoke shop and you're huffing chemicals with your vaping thing and you're worried about your respiratory health? What are we? They didn't make vaping illegal. But they're but they're making you make they're making oxygen illegal, right? Breathing is illegal, right? And, and so this whole socially distancing thing, they want they want you know listen that that fits their depopulation agenda great. It fits their fall second wave agenda great. Lower everyone's vitamin D, get them really depressed, get them stressed, crush their jobs, crush their economy, get them suicidal, eliminate all businesses, make owning a business illegal in the country. What they've done separate seniors from their loved ones. Oh, but then they take sick people who are highly contagious. And we all have to do all this to protect seniors, didn't you know? And then they took infected people and put them in seniors' homes, right? You can see that this is really about health. Um, and, and then they're going to make you breathe in carbon uh, dioxide for months at a time, restrict yourself from oxygen. All the gyms are closed. No one's getting any exercise. I don't know about you guys. I gained some weight. Uh, not happy or proud of it, but, you know, it is what it is. So they, they put us all in this horrible state. Most people are eating more, drinking more, 
doing bad things right for our health. So in the fall now, they're going to say flu season, second wave bullshit. Well, they've got everybody nice and weak now. And so everyone's going to get the sniffles. Everyone's going to go get testing, blah, blah, blah. They're going to force the testing on people. And then they're going to force the vaccine on you uh, after you test positive. Wait for that. That's coming really soon. Um, and then you ask yourself, wait a second. I can see the whole agenda, every next step of what they're setting up. And then eventually it's like, well, just take this vaccine off. Maybe I'll let you take that damn mask off that you hate. Uh, it, we, they, we made everything that's fun illegal. So we'll let you have fun again if you just take the vaccine. Oh, Ian Pepper, like, Bill Gates is such a wonderful philanthropist. Yeah, really doubling his net worth this year. Yeah, what, a, what great philanthropy. Uh, where else do we see it? Oh, the Rockefellers took over the medical industry with, with the same scam of philanthropy. Um, this is not about health at all, right? When they're taking you out of a forest park, when they were sending helicopters out to Florida beaches to get a lone person off the beach, the government is in $200 trillion in debt, and that's how they're spending the resources? Are, 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 we, on, are we on crack? I, I, listen, I've always known people were not that sharp, uh, and I always knew they would run more scams like this. I just, you never could have convinced me they would have ran a scam and had this many people buy into it. I, I, would, I would have believed in a heartbeat they would have tried the scam in 2020, just that, not that this many people would be that stupid and insane or that the virus hangs out in between tables at the restaurant and only hovers above three feet, right? So if you're sitting down, you're at two foot, 11 inches and the virus will just hover and just hang out over your head, wait for you to stand up. So you better put your muzzle on. All right, yeah, it's not in between the tables. Mm, yeah, 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 I got oceanfront property in South Dakota. I can't wait to sell you if you believe any of that shit. Um, anyway, I apologize. I'm not sure if I added value there or if I'm answering your question, but this stuff just gets me fired up. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I feel the exact same way. And, um, I guess what comes up for me, I have to, I go back, I lean into my health stuff, like all the stuff I've learned. And I just, I focus on my breath and my intention. And that's where this summit really came from was, you know, pushing back really and sharing information, like what you're sharing. And I'm just curious, we're, we're down to the last 15 minutes and stuff, but I'm just curious, like, you know, what is it you see? Like, obviously you're, you're moving. So I'd love for you to have a chance to address that. And I've even thought that myself, like, you know, you, you don't want to go into like this full on panic mode, but at the same time, it's like, I've never, we've never seen anything like this in our lifetimes. And you go out into the world and you see people, like you said, basically everybody's adhering to it, you know, for the most part. I mean, I'm the only one when I go into a store, I'm not wearing a mask. And it's like, how do you explain to the layperson on the street like this is nonsense um but i'm curious what you see how you see this playing out and how do we stay in our body and stay centered and in, in, uh, in our power and not be overwhelmed by what's going on right now yeah that that's a really hard loaded question so when this whole thing began you know like right when i saw the writing on the wall they were going to try and bring this over to the u.s this china virus problem spreading to the u.s bullshit you know i started a webinar I explained to people how this is all a lie. It's a hoax. Watch for it. Here's where all the evidence is going to fall apart. This is it's the same. They did the same scam with AIDS, and people don't want to hear that either. But go go research it. You're going to find out that it's the same scam. They've never proven any virus, and none of and contagion doesn't exist. I know people have been having sex with someone who's was diagnosed with AIDS for over 30 years, and they don't have it. You know, so don't don't give me that. You know, and I joked around. I joke around people all the time how you could. You know, anyway health is not something that you catch, right? And so flu season comes and goes. And listen, I used to get the flu or catch a cold every now and then until I changed my lifestyle and I haven't been sick in 15 years. Riddle me that one, all right? Do, am I just not, you know, is, it, is the communist bug of the year just not like me? You know, how many times have we seen this same scam? It's like, I can't get over it, right? Like we've seen this scam, H1N1, SARS, swine flu. Tell me if you know anyone who really had any of this bullshit, right? Um, I don't, I can't believe it's the same recycled scam and people fell for it this year. But what they did, what, why they fell for it is because they added a lot more institutional legitimacy, right? And so this was planned more than 10 years out and they got all the politicians bought and paid for in advance to go along with the whole scam. And they've got such incredible wealth that if you're a poor country or a, or a 
or even a, even the the president in a poor country, what are you making? 200,000 a year? I don't know what the number, whatever that number is. They can write a check big enough that's still enticing to you, right? And that's what it boils down to. And so when they get everyone to play the game at the same time, right? If you think it's a coincidence for those coincidence theorists out there that all the CEOs retired at the end of last year after a 10-year 10 de- 10 bull run um, at stock prices all-time highs, they didn't retire because they just wanted to get out while the getting's good and all of them were going to go play golf together. No, no, they got out because they knew this was coming, period. Um, and they know what's coming next also. They know about the fourth industrial revolution, the global research, reset, the collapse of the U.S. dollar, the collapse of the economy, the ushering in of communism. They're not going to call it communism, but it is communism when owning a business is illegal, when breathing is illegal, when dancing is illegal, when singing is illegal, when playing sports is illegal, when camping in a, in a national state park is by yourself is illegal. When, when they, when that, that, that is all communism. When the, when, the depart, when the governments of the world have perpetually closed borders and they say, well, just next month we'll open and they don't open. It's because they have no intention of you ever leaving. You know, as the, as the insiders say, Trump didn't build the wall to keep people out. He built the wall to keep Americans in. And you say, wait a second, that makes a lot more sense. And in fact, there's more outward migration towards Mexico than there is vice versa right now. It may not have been the case 20, 30 years ago, but that is the case today. Um, so that's certainly not what they're doing. And of course, politicians and government agents are heavily involved with the drug trade. You know, that's why the drugs can always easily move across the border. They're in on it. Um, and so you, you see them ushering in communism. They're going to call it universal basic income. So this whole, this, right now, they're, they're just stimulus checks. Eventually, those are going to turn into universal basic income checks. They already tried to pass a legislation recently for 2000 per person per month for the next six months. Once they put that plan in place, which it's coming, that's going to perpetually stay there. That's not going to go away. Um, and so you just see layer after layer after layer after layer. Like, do you want to live in communism? Anyone who's seen what communism does to a country is brutal. Um, and you know, this is a great wealth transfer, right? So they, they make all businesses illegal so they can buy up all the assets. Like New York City is done. And every city we've traveled across the country is done, dead, done. I mean, done. Like people don't want to accept that. They, they are done. Get your heads out of delusional fairy tale land. They're done. If you know anything about business, those businesses are finished and they are not going to allow them to operate. They're going to do another six month hard lockdown. That's coming up. That was in the original Rockefeller plan. They may vary it a little just to get the public to believe why they're doing it. But ask people in Australia and New Zealand if I'm crazy. New Zealand had no cases, no cases, wink, for four months, zero cases in the entire country. Then they had four very suspicious cases in one household where nobody was sick. We're talking about one household. They could have quarantined one household, but no, they quarantined the entire country. They shut down the entire country, put everyone on house arrest. It's house arrest. Call it anything you want. That's worse than communism. Even Cuba and North Koreans and the Chinese and are not on house arrest, but we are in, in the G20 countries, right? So don't tell me that it can't come here. It's coming here. And it's coming here very soon. When Trump says we're going to use the military to distribute vaccines, right? Why would you ever need the military to distribute vaccines? These are friggin' high school kids, you know, who can't think for themselves, and have no medical background or training whatsoever, and they're injecting the world's most dangerous vaccine into people. You, what, we don't have, a, 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 the pharmaceutical company doesn't have an adequate distribution network to get vaccines into doctor's offices or into pharmacies. Are we really meant to believe that? Why would you use the military if it wasn't optional? The military, by definition, is force. What, what, I don't know what people are thinking. The law society said you will be forced. The pharmaceutical company is saying you will be forced. Everyone's saying you're going to be forced, and everyone's like, nah. No, nah, they're not going to do that. Then why bother with Operation Warp Speed in the beginning? Why have the military distributed if it's optional? If it's optional, have it at every local pharmacy and let me walk in and get it. Like <laughs> It's the most efficient dis- distribution means. There's pharmacies on every street corner. Every grocery store has a pharmacy, but then it'd be the easiest thing ever and leave it optional. But the plan is not to leave it optional, of course. Um, and so, you know, just like the WWE, right? Just like wrestling, they always have these politicians pretending like they're fighting against each other and they're fighting for you and all that stuff. And when the match is over, they hang out in the bar and have a drink. They're all in on it. And so when you see that happening, you realize that the plan to usher in all of these agendas that they've been writing about for decades, by the way, they started writing about this stuff in the 1800s. Um, this is a plan that's been in, in action for over 100 years and they are not gonna let it go until 
millions of Americans pick up the guns and shoot all government agents. If you realistically believe it's going to happen, my advice to you is stay put where you are and maybe at some point grab a gun. But a lot of politicians, cops and military need to die or get rounded up in detention facilities or you will lose all of your freedoms, period. Um, that's the only way out of it at this point. Like I'm not a proponent of violence, but they are not going to give up their plan for any other reason until the government agents are afraid to put on their costume in the morning because they are outnumbered. Until that happens, this will not end. Govern if you, can, you can tell a cop to go arrest five-year-old girls for running a lemonade stand. Trust me, they can convince the cops and military to push this agenda and to enact it and bring it into physical reality and force it upon people. No problems. They won't hesitate to point the guns at you. Um, you know, when, when Trump said, we transferred a bunch of responsibilities to FEMA at the beginning of this year, what the hell do you think they built over 1,000 FEMA camps for? It's not for the Japanese. And people say, I'm a patriot. I've been stocking up on guns and ammo. Well, who do you think? We think the Russians are coming to invade you. We think the Argentines are coming to invade you. Who do you think you are, is going to be pointing the guns at you? Like, if you were stocking up on guns and ammo, that's who, that's who you got to – I'm not confident – that enough, I, there's not one person in a million in the U.S. currently who even knows who the real enemy is. They think cops and the military and the government and Trump's fighting for them and they're the good guys. At best, they might think Bill Gates is the, the bad guy, but how are they going to point a gun at Bill Gates, right? But when the military came on the streets in the original lockdowns, it wasn't to shoot at invisible bugs, all right? That's not what they were on the streets for. And in the Rockefeller report, they said there's going to be way harder, more brutal lockdown in the fall. Why would Trump be putting the military in the streets for? Like, guess what it's for? And so I want to be wrong, by the way. I desperately want to be wrong, just for the record. I hope I'm wrong. I'll be happy to admit I'm wrong. I'd just rather be wrong on a beach somewhere. This global agenda, the fourth industrial revolution, the ushering in of a new global digital reserve currency, which, by the way, you can profit off wildly, and that's what we've been teaching people to do you might as well profit off of what's happening because you can't stop it, right? This is not going to stop. But for that to happen, they have to collapse the U.S. economy. They need to get the American public to accept that the U.S. dollar is no longer the global reserve currency. They have to get them to accept that. Now, hedge fund managers, like the wealthiest people in the world who've been consulted on this stuff by the U.S. government, have written books about this thing coming. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're telling you what's going to happen. They were in the war rooms on, on events that like, like Event 201, which is wink, wink, exactly what we're seeing right now. But they also have events called currency wars, and they have events on all kinds of other stuff, right? And they bring in all these hedge fund managers. They wrote books about this. And so they have to collapse the U.S. economy. And as a small business owner, I, you know, I'm not going to live in a country where having a small business is illegal. Uh, and yes, the agenda is going on around the world because some politicians took the bribes. But when people say, well, it's the same everywhere. No, it's not the same everywhere. There are plenty of countries and pockets within countries that are different, just like South Dakota is very different than New Jersey. Massive difference, right? It's not the same everywhere. And so freedom was my first word, I swear to God, as a baby. No one else recounts that. That's my version of the story. Um, I value it above all else. And so I'm going to go where I can maximize my personal freedoms. They are not going to have military distribution of vaccines in most countries. Most countries don't even have a military. Only 15 countries signed on for the COVID pass to begin with, right? So don't tell me it's the same everywhere in the world, right? It's not the same. Everywhere. Most countries have impotent governments, weak, disorganized governments, almost no police force. There's no means for them to enforce it, no political will for them to enforce it. And when a population's really poor and there's no social net infrastructure, it's life or death for them keeping the economy closed. And they're going to get a lot more resistance. And if you go to a country like Mexico, there's a built-in organized resistance that already controls the government. As much as Bill Gates wants to control them, they can push him in another direction and they got more guns too. And so Wherever you decide to find refuge, I don't think hiding out in the mountain is, is a good idea. And I don't think that like we're doomed forever and ever that never life will never be good again in any shape, way or form. But it won't go back to the same. And we're in for a very, very bumpy ride. What the government has planned for you is worse than you could ever possibly imagine. And the fall is going to be brutal. And I'd just rather watch it from the beach. So that's a really long answer to your question. And I apologize for that. But I just want to let the viewers know.
know, but there are ways to profit from it. Everyone who has a business better move online. It'll be the only businesses allowed. You have to move online. The whole world is going crypto right now. I promise you there'll be a massive flight out of stocks and out of every dollar in the world. It will go all to crypto. So profit from it because the gap between the rich and the poor is about to get very, very wide. They just made the middle class illegal. So you better decide which side of the camp you want to be on. Um, we have a group for those who want to get more of that kind of information. If, and if you're interested, if you're not, I apologize for ranting on things you're not interested in. Um, but don't let your ideas of, you know, a politician helping you blind you from what's really going on. Wow, Terry, a uh, lot to digest there. And um, yeah, it's not stuff that I think we've all been, we haven't already been thinking about, but uh, you, like in your fashion, you you hit it right between the eyes. So yeah, a lot for me to digest there, but I'm curious, like we're, we're basically running out of time here, but anything else you want to plug or, or talk about things, your, your projects you're working on or things, how can people reach you? Um, I mean, I, I post a lot on social media, so you could find me on there. Uh, I have a website, just my first name, lastname.com. Um, we teach Chinese medicine a couple times a year. So if you want to be really in control of your health, I mean, that's the real medicine in the, on this planet. That's, that's how you can control your health. In the meantime, don't be your own filter, eat fruits and vegetables. If you want to learn more about filtration, all that stuff, I could help you with that. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, so yeah, so I'd love to connect with like-minded people. So join me on there. And if you want to learn more about having a plan B in your life overall, we've got groups and communities and research teams working on all of this stuff. And you can benefit from a lot of that if you choose. Thank <music> you.